0: Bugle, audio newspaper for a visual world. Hello Buglers and welcome to another special sub-Bugle to celebrate 15 years of the world's leading and only audio newspaper for a visual world. In this episode I'll be talking with the person with whom I shared the Bugleverse for eight years and almost 300 full episodes of this audio newspaper, the one and only John Oliver. Uh, Hello
1: John. Hello, Andy. Hello, buglers. What an honour it was to share the bugle with you for eight years, Andy. It was like being on an international space station. what? (laughs) But on the ground and (laughs) in two different countries. Honestly, that metaphor fell apart instantly.
0: Right. But it's it's still one of the most moving things anyone's ever said to me, (laughs) John.
1: It was just a sense of being in a very confined space. Does that that make
0: sense? (laughs) (laughs) Just the remorseless... Utility and
1: claustrophobia. Yeah, yeah the kind so of aggressive silence occasionally. Yeah. 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 yeah, that made you feel like you were truly alone in the universe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a glorious eight years.
0: Well, I mean, I, th- I like to think that that probably mirrored the aggressive silence we had at, for example, our Edinburgh Preview in York. Or... I, bu-
1: I believe so. Yeah. I think I've had a lasting appreciation for the different kinds of silence <laughs> due to the work that we were able to do live together. I think we can al- we can always tell this is an interested audience. This is an apathetic audience. This is a very angry audience, which is about to vocalise it. <laughs> and, and in it, the case in of York, I believe you had you had three, all three happening at once in different on different tables in York. I think. <laughs>
0: uh, and and un- unforgettably, of course, the uh, space in Docklands. Yes. Uh, Two thousand and four the night England lost to Portugal on penalties in the European Championship. Yes. That was a silence very much caused by no one else being left in the room. That's right. After the entire audience had walked out.
1: What it was, it was the most natural sound that that room has ever produced. It was really just the walls uh, that were emitting their kind of silence as, yeah. our, as our voices were echoed back <laughs> from the flat surfaces in that room. Voices at that point saying, Shall we still continue? <laughs> <laughs> at what point are we just entertaining each other? And of course, the answer to that was, At all points.
0: <laughs> and that was very much the joy of podcasting was it yes, gave that's a right. vehicle for people who could only entertain each other. Exactly. Um, to, it rem-
1: to, it to rem- removed the, the problem contextualization that an audience could provide. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, so that was two thousand and four. The yes. bugle came into being. If I've done my maths rightly, two thousand and twenty-two minus fifteen in two thousand and seven. So let's go back in time. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, leave the stats to me, John. Let's go yeah. back in time to uh, to two thousand and seven. Now, at that point, you had already left the United Kingdom to try and crack it as a goaltender in the NHL. If I remember Indeed.
1: correctly, that, that was the dream. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was about to host the hit twelfth series of Bar for or Bust on the, on the BBC. <laughs> So you know our careers were in different positions than, than than what what they are what they are now. I mean, what yeah. uh, what, what do you remember of of uh, well of your early time in America, those early bugle bugle
1: episodes? Let's not gloss over the fact that I don't think I can make it in the NHL now. I think the bar <laughs> mitzvah bus dream. There's no need for that to be dead. That's as good an idea now as it was then, right? Yep. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, what was the question? I was so hung up on bar mitzvah or bus, (laughs) (laughs) and just what what potentially that game show, if it is a game show, I don't know how you've envisioned it, (laughs) would involve reality show, game show, either you, (laughs) basically you have your bar mitzvah or you renounce Judaism, I don't know what the (laughs) bus counts as in there, it's a good show, I'm already interested and you've not explained anything about it to me.
0: Well, I mean that that's you know, you've been in television a long time, John. You know that a good title can be enough to take a show a very, very long way indeed. That is true. One of my earliest one of my sort of strongest memories of, of the bugle was it was our unbroadcast pilot episode. This was back in the Times online yes. days, and we had various people from uh, from the from the Times sitting in to see that's what right. this new show was. And mm-hmm. um you you got stuck into Rupert Murdoch, who at that time basically—I mean, he was de facto owner of the Bugle—and le- you laid yeah. your cards very firmly on the table in episode zero. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I did that in the first one, didn't I? Well, it wasn't even the first one, John. It was before the first one. It's before the first <laughs> one. Wow, that is that is a commitment to self sabotage. That uh, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm part of. He's proud of in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> By biting the hand that literally hasn't fed you yet. That's <laughs>
0: And you know, the the world that the bugle came into and when we when we started it, I think we had a thirteen episode deal and yes. pretty much a blank canvas to yes. do whatever <laughs> we wanted. Yeah. Um I mean it pretty quickly degenerated into some you know, fairly childish stuff about um, yeah. you know, what what dead people from history we fancied and uh and things like that. But, uh, I mean, the, the world in 2007, John, I mean, Britain had just had a new Prime Minister foisted on it in an undemocratic fashion. America <laughs> was seriously ill at ease with itself and, indeed, the rest of the world.
1: I mean, do you, do you feel that the whole thing's just been f- pointless? I mean, when you put it like that, right, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it being pointless, but, you know, the futility is such an overwhelmingly convincing argument to be honest yeah. yeah i guess it's been um it's been a total waste of time it's being the bugle the concept of laughter and i guess life on earth yeah right yeah well oh, that's not that's, a lot to show for right. the last 15 years humanity other than england winning the uh the euros the england women's team that's yeah you know, that's, that's something that's right
0: a cricket world cup as well there was that yeah yeah and, and there was London 2012. I mean, it can't be coincidence that that. I mean, yeah, was you, London you left London 2012. You yeah. left the country in 2006, and just six years later, we had a glorious Olympics.
1: Um, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah. The Queen really enjoyed that, didn't she? She she did.
0: In Very in nice. her own
1: way. Yeah. In her way of not visibly enjoying anything, at all, yeah. that happened in front of her face. Yeah. Are you allowed to say this kind of stuff anymore in England? Still? <laughs> in
0: the UK, I think I don't know. I think we're we're still because it, 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 you mm. can't say anything that that might be interpreted as disrespectful to a monarch, right. however undisrespectful it is, until you've waited the same amount of time that they were on the throne. Oh, so I see. That's how it works. So we've still got to do another seventy odd years. Before oh you wow. actually Say that.
1: <laughs> that's the. Wow, there's going to be a lot of people really hanging in there on life support machines (laughs) saying, I have something to say. (laughs) It's going to be long and loud, and then I will depart.
0: But of course, I mean, as as we heard in the the very moving eulogies to the Queen, she didn't make the Olympics happen on her own. She built the stadium with her bare hands. Mm -hmm. Uh, She fired the starter pistol for all the races, and uh, she played water
1: polo as well. um, She did. Right. And I believe uh, the bronze medal in the decathlon, if I'm I'm remembering that right. (laughs) You are remembering that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing how really f-ed up the javelin. That was the problem. She could have got gold, but yeah, uh, <laughs> kept fouling out on the javelin.
0: It's amazing how useful a crown is in um, the uh, pole vault. You wouldn't have thought that, but it is. You wouldn't. <laughs>
1: what? How did? How did she use that? I can't forget. Can't remember that, well, Andy. Did she, I mean, was she kind the... of slinging it up there? How does that work? Like a grappling hook? Because the crowns have a magic force field, don't they? And so, they do. So
0: they it was do. more that, I think, than anything else. And
1: that is why India can't have the Koh-Noor diamond back, right? It's the <laughs> the magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <really. laughs> it's the best argument I've heard for that yet, to yeah. be honest.
0: I mean, in, in the 15 years since, uh, since the Bugle started, John, uh, you mm. personally... Uh, in your role as America's voice of sanity and reason, have seen off the presidencies of uh, George W. Bush, Barack yep. Obama
1: yep. and Donald Trump, three yep. out of
0: three. Uh, you must be you're pretty proud of seeing them off.
1: Well, it's a hat-trick, isn't it? Yeah. Credit to term limits <laughs> at the end of the day. You know, couldn't have done it without them. Um, but, yeah, still, you know, a win's a win.
0: Yeah. And one thing that we didn't touch on in the bugle because it it's it, it happened sort of in the middle of the regeneration period between you leaving to devote your life to uh, the lord jesus uh and <laughs> the bugle being reborn robust till I die, <laughs> the bugle being reborn um with uh non-john oliver co-hosts mm-hmm. yeah. uh brexit happened um and I mean, you've you've not really been back here much since then, have you? Uh, even just, you know, just to. No, I haven't to, to I haven't. visit.
1: Uh, I mean, what have you made Bre- of it from Brexit from afar, Bre- of Brex Britannia? I mean, as of as we've discussed, as a fan of self sabotage, I mean <laughs> Brexit really is absolutely it's it's the gold standard, isn't it? It's basically <laughs> a nation committing Harry Carry <laughs> for no clear reason. <laughs> Freedom said Braveheart as he plunged a sword into his own stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Lopped off his own nudges. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I haven't. I presume, Andy, that it's going great, and that um. Yeah, well, it really, it's... I mean, I, I saw something about the, the pound not being a technically a currency anymore, but I'm sure that's just. Yeah. I'm sure I think that's, that's
0: just that's just, it's, that's just that's a technicality because I haven't finished scrubbing off the queen's yeah. face and drawing on <laughs> the king charles's face yet. So it's 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 in it itself it's in, in a hiatus so yes, that's nothing it's to like, do with a, brexit. I mean brexit that makes sense. Ha, yeah, whether or not it's a success very much depends mm. on how you measure it and if you measure it through things like facts and reality then you could construct an argument that it's not worked. But if mm-hmm. you just measure it by that intangible feeling of freedom that you can only get from slower border crossings and restriction on your freedom to move around your home continent. Then I think it's been it's been terrific. It's it's really opened up a lot of a lot of doors for us to slam in our own faces because you can't yeah. slam a door in your face unless the door has been opened. That's the thing, isn't it?
1: Well, that's profound. Yeah, Andy. Uh, yeah, and. um yeah, I guess I've I've, all, I've fallen into the trap sometimes of seeing it through the prism of, you know, what's happening, and <laughs> yeah. what what that means. But uh, obviously, that's a mistake, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. it's better just to close your eyes and imagine things working instead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, this is what I've constantly. All we need to make Brexit work is virtual reality headsets for every single person in the United Kingdom, and then we can just live in the reality we want
1: it's like when a team goes 6-0 down before half time at half time you might want to just sit down and think but are we 6-0 <laughs> down or are we actually 6-0 up in a way <laughs> You know, not in any way that I can kind of back up yeah. but you know in an alternate dimension maybe this game's going well
0: yeah well there's that to cling to I suppose yeah talking now specifically about the Bugle and your, your many years on the Bugle any, any particular highlights for you from, but preferably not involving you naked in a hotel room <laughs>
1: I do remember that, Andy. I mean, look, that wasn't a high point for me. You could make a really strong case that I didn't need to bring it up. I think I was worried that you would be able to hear it in my voice. There was that innate sense of shame and defeat. So it felt like I, the least I could do was give you some context for that. That was certainly a, a, a major moment. I guess I have, I don't know if I'd call them positive memories, but getting to the end of pun runs, you always, you always feel like... Like people who finish a marathon and say, well, I wish I hadn't done that, but I'm glad it's over. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see
1: that. I think yeah. when I first learnt about that giant penis being drawn on a roof, yeah. that was one of those moments where you think maybe there is a point in humanity <laughs> and what we leave <laughs> on the earth. Yeah. Sometimes it's those very deep moments of hope and optimism that yeah. come from you know, unexpected sources. And for me it was a kid... Drawing a penis on a roof, and then never mentioning it to anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we take we find the light in the darkness where we can. Yeah. We've had a number of emails sent in from uh, from bugle listeners for this uh, for this episode. Oh so uh, yeah, we'll just uh, have a few of them uh, now. This one has come from mm-hmm. uh, Adwait Deshmukh, who mm-hmm. uh, addresses uh, dear Hot Rod and Dragster. Yep. I can't even Deep remember.
1: Cut. <laughs> I Deep cut. Deep cut. I can't
0: even remember. It doesn't I'm matter.
1: I'm sure, I'm, sure there's a, I'm sure there's a reason. and I'm sure if you spent two hours finding that reason out, it wouldn't make sense.
0: <laughs> uh, Adwaite says, good to have you back together. Please keep coming back. It makes my ears feel good. Um, you may be reassessing <laughs> that after this episode. Over the last 15 years, do you think the world has become crazier? Or has it always mm. been this crazy? Are we moving towards a craziness singularity? That's getting very, very philosophical. I mean, but we're on, the, on this sort of continuum of craziness. Is you, have to, you, have to
1: be, you have to be careful, don't you? Because your know, recency bias is a real thing. You have people in America now saying America's never been more divided than it is at this point, which does you know, rather omit the civil war. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is civil war erasure in its grossest form Civil War um,
0: Erasure was uh, one of the most controversial um, electro pop bands of the 1980s <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. oh yeah I have missed this <laughs> yeah, it's the, uh, Got him. <laughs> I don't know if I can articulate what this is but I've missed it very much oh good John thanks um <laughs> I mean, I'm not, i I'm not sure if the world,
0: is it just revealing more of its of, its, of its That could craziness? be true. I mean,
1: yeah. I think it's hard, to, it's hard to say, isn't it? I think one of the things that's most striking is the world seems to be forgetting some key moments in relatively recent history. Now, when you have the Marcos family back in power <laughs> in the <laughs> Philippines and you have Franco appearing in commercials for the Spanish right and Little Miss Mussolini <laughs> in Italy. It does feel like this flirtation with fascism um, does seem to be the beneficiary of maybe maybe us forgetting or having the memory dulled over generations of exactly how bad it was. Right. So, yeah, we seem to be repeating mistakes that you're really not supposed to repeat.
0: Well, I mean, that's, that, I mean that's, they keep saying that, don't they? Those who are ignorant of history are you know, condemned to repeat yes. it. But really, the only thing we can learn from history as I'm sure I've said on this show before, is that people will never, ever learn from history. So we need to yeah, just call that lesson. That's um, right. Close to, I mean, did you to the fact that there's this flirtation with, with, with fascism, as you say, I mean, is this due to the fact mm-hmm. that you know, ordinary flirtation has now become socially much more complex and people are therefore flirting with <laughs> discredited political philosophies instead? Is that, I mean, is that... This is all the fault of me too, John.
1: That's a hot take, Andy. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you have become... An old enough, white enough man they say, you can't do anything in the workplace anymore.
0: <laughs> and bear in mind, my workplace is my own shed with only me in it. I,
1: I think I should know that. Yeah, no, I don't think it's connected to the Me Too movement, Andy. But, right. um, you know, history will be the judge, yes. right? And history's judgment will be something that, as you've said, we will not learn from in the moment. Yeah. So you know, if history makes a sound judgment and no one reads yeah. it, does that judgment make a sound? That's right.
0: I guess we'll just have to see what statues are being toppled in 150 years and work it out from there. <laughs> um, this one came in from Roly, dear John, mm-hmm. Andy, and Chris. Uh, in order of time spent regretting playing blue-coloured animated characters in films. <laughs> oh Ouch! That's a that's a deep cut. That's a solid hit. A palpable hit. <laughs> uh, Chris uh, couldn't be with us, so we've got we've got Ped on the buttons. Buttons today. Um, uh, Roly says I've been listening to this podcast since I was thirteen. I'm now twenty two. What advice would you give mm, to a young oh adult who's grown up on a pure diet of clean cut bullshit, washed down with the finest hogwash? Love the show, Roly. So I um, mean, what 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 do you think, and what would you say to someone who's who's spent nine years listening to
1: this garbage? That's uh, oh, that's a good. That's a good question, isn't it? Because I guess, like to your point about uh, not having. An audience just having the audience of each other, you don 't really get to grapple with the consequences of the fact that people might be growing up on this, and I yeah. guess it really depends whether you think that bullshit has any protein in it <laughs> and I think you and I would um fiercely argue yes i think <laughs> but um, but that is of course bullshit yeah <laughs> well,
0: that's a point very well very well made mm. yes, the kind of it's protein eating itself essentially. Yes, but, but yeah. that's actually quite nutritious. Um, uh, Paul asks, uh, "Hello, Andy and John. When you started this podcast, were you aware that you were in fact starting a new religion?" Um, well, that, well, that's interesting. Interesting to describe the bugle as a religion. I guess you know that would make you as someone who disappeared from it um, very much the kind of messiah figure, um, <laughs> or or some
1: kind of false prophet. <laughs> Potato, potato. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't want to be called a Messiah, Andy. I know bad things can happen to messiahs, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no. at, at, well, guilty ones. So not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not
1: the Messiah. Although is Biden. that something a Messiah would say? Right. OK. That's, only <laughs> you can be the judge. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't call it. I mean, as a religion, we're not tax exempt, right? And as far as I can say in America, that is what actually tells you whether you're a religion or not. Right. So, in that case, no.
0: Okay, right. So we're definitely not. We're definitely not a religion, which is, no. which is disappointing. If we were a religion, then we might have more more sway on American politics, and um, ideally mm-hmm. end up running the whole thing through a series of covert backhanded deals. Um, yeah. So uh, this came from Lee. Who asks, um, 15 years, holy shit. I remember listening to the Bugle in high school. Uh, My question is simple. Do you both stand by your preferred hotties from history? Florence Nightingale and Joanna the Mad. Has any new hottie from history come in to steal your hearts, yours in inappropriate historical lust?
1: Lee. I'll I'll die on the Joanna the Mad hill. Yep. Auntie. Yep. No. Sure. She's... Not going to be the easiest person to be around, but uh, that enigmatic smile is going to drag you back in every time, yeah. to, kind of, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Going
0: kind to of drag um, you back in very much like she dragged her, the corpse of her dead husband around with her for many years after his death.
1: That's so. It's so hot, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I'm, I'm yet to see someone who takes that crown. Are you? Right. Have well, you stumbled no, upon something?
0: No, no, I've I've been very faithful to uh to Flo Nye over the years and uh, I don't I don't see any reason to uh to to, to change that. You know, I've 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 yeah. been up uh, in fact to the uh there's a little museum in uh in London by uh up by Waterloo. And I uh, you know, I do now have a restriction order that preventing me from <laughs> from walking around that museum without trousers. So, yeah, you know, I I feel that you know, my my love remains remains
1: strong for the 19th century's hottest nurse. It should be a Joanna the Mad Museum, Andy, where <laughs> you can, where kids can drag a doll around, <laughs> and um, just bark at things.
0: Amongst the many emails that that uh, were sent in by people who subscribe to the Bugle email, um, Dean said, "Thank you for 15 years of uh, world-class podcasting. Um, I've been listening from the beginning. There are not many things which have remained such a constant in my life." And it really does mean so much to me. Thank you very much for that, uh, oh. Dean. And other similar, similar messages. Um, Joel asks, "Holy hell! I've been listening since day one. Honestly, it was you guys, Radio Lab, and This American Life. Um, so, I mean, that's it's a long. time. I mean, podcasting. I don't think either of us had really heard of no podcasting before.
1: <laughs> I never, I never, li- I'd never listened to a podcast until we did one."
0: Right, <laughs> uh, my sister Helen had uh, had, had started hers earlier earlier in the year, mm. uh, but I think we've now overtaken in terms of total episodes. Um, oh, that's good! Blasted out into the audioverse. Uh, Joel asks, "When are you going to tour the Southern USA again?" Um, again, is stretching it from <laughs> I think did. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, oh, what, North Carolina, it, right? I mean, oh there, yeah, yes. The,
1: no, it was the north of the south. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, uh, Joel asked, John, how many ties do you go through in a season? I assume he means a season of last week tonight rather than a, a base- <laughs> baseball season or <laughs> supporting the Mets, just tearing God, your God, formal kit to
1: pieces. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's a good question. I, don't, I mean, I think I'll repeat ties. Right. I, I will, I'll be honest, I, I wear what is put out for me. Right. My, my that's input, a risk,
0: that is a very risky road to go down, John. That is the Ron Burgundy attitude
1: to (laughs) close. I'm a a sartorial Ron Burgundy. (laughs) You put it down, I'm going to put it on. If it's in a pile, I'm putting it on my body. I'm not going to think it, I'm not going to internalise what it is. If you asked me after the show, what were you just wearing, I would not be able to tell you.
0: (laughs) Andy also asked, Andy, your hair, what the f***? WTF, or maybe you mean what the physics, which is uh, really uh, all it is, physics with a PH9F. Um... Uh, I I make no apologies for that Um, I don't don't think it's I I mean I've got more of it left than I thought I would At the age of 48 to be honest I was going to say it's it's pretty the
1: same isn't it Andy
0: Yeah it might be coming forward Back forward again I think (laughs) It could be a medical miracle Um, Wouldn't be the first for my people Uh, Chad asks (laughs) uh, John have you done anything That we might have seen since you left the bugle If so where can we find it Was any of it on Quibi which I think might be a little dig at uh, at Nish Kumar, one of your successors, who's uh, Oh really? Did uh, he have a show on Quibi? He did have a show on 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 Quibi and that that mm. show did not last.
1: Um, did do you know that he had a show on Quibi or did he say he had a show <laughs> on Quibi and it was impossible for anyone to prove him wrong? Because in a sense everyone had a show on Quibi right. and no one did.
0: Right. Okay. That was
1: the yeah. that was the incredible thing about Quibi, wasn't it? It right. really made you uh really challenged your sense of what exists right. and what doesn't so it's a kind of schrodinger's tv channel was it? yes exactly right. that's exactly what it was right. <laughs> i think in fact i think the only thing on quibi was a dead cat <laughs> was the, just lots of six minute videos of dead cats but i think you've, you've kept yourself pretty uh pretty busy with all the uh yeah what have i, I done um yeah i mean i'm i'm the world's second favorite zazu that's not nothing right
0: right uh, that's 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 a big thing. That's um, yeah, yeah. Number
1: and number two. I mean, how many silver, silver medals, Azu? That's what well, I, I mean,
0: am. I slightly lost track of uh, the the total the final Smurf movie count. Are they still going, or you're not allowed to say? I
1: I think they're still going, Andy. Right. Now is is Vanity Smurf still going? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I haven't seen those first two Smurf movies, but right. um. I don't know. Perhaps they've kind of worked out a kind of voice system where I can appear in it for the rest of time, you know, right. like they do when after people die. Yeah. So yeah, I think there are smurf movies being made. I'm not making those smurf movies, Andy. So I don't <laughs> know what that means. In the right. you know, in the canon of the Smurf universe, I think I dip my toe in for two motion pictures. Right. Right. Smurfs and then Smurfs Two. Right. First one in New York. Second one in Paris. Right. I don't know. They might have gone to Bora Bora in the third one. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and, and there were rumours a while ago I saw that there was going to be a Vanity Smurf adaptation of a picture of Dorian Gray. Is is that is that, is that
1: still on the cards? Ah, oh, it's so difficult for me to talk about this, Andy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be very expensive. Right. I love the script. I love the project. Um... It's not suitable for children at all, which apparently is a problem. But uh, I think if you're really going to tell the full horror of the Dorian Gray story, and I tried to inject some of that into my portrayal of Fantasy Smurf, Andy, that, that sense of, you know, we're, we're grappling with Narcissus in a way. Yeah. Um, and so that was there, I believe, in my portrayal. <laughs> Other people would say, no, you just made your voice slightly posher and a little bit higher. <laughs> but I mean, that's... Potato, potato. potato.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, uh, you know, what is the art of acting,
1: I guess. is That's right, yeah. Is, it's reacting, and yeah. I was reacting to nobody because I was alone <laughs> in the sound booth.
0: <laughs> this question comes from uh, Abra, who asks, um, uh, do you think that Silvio Berlusconi has joined the coalition government in Italy in celebration of the Bugle's 15th anniversary? I mean, is it a touching tribute from uh, former Bugle favourite Silvio it's only oh,
1: a question that Silvio can answer, right? right I guess I've so. um, to look
0: deep within that, that withered heart of his to see if yeah. He yeah, seems well.
1: like a man who's not afraid of introspection. Yeah. Um, it, yeah who, who's to say? I guess ask him. All right. Somebody should ask him, well, we and then the, just um,
0: yeah. We live on the same continent, so I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll put I'll put feelings out. What What would he, in your window and yell. Uh, she also asks, what would each of you like as a birthday present for the Bugle from Silvio Berlusconi? And bearing in mind, he could basically pinch anything in Italy. What
1: would you... Uh... Best best birthday present I ever got, Andy, was a whole Edam cheese <laughs> as a kid. So i like that. Right. I couldn't believe it. The whole thing, round Edam yeah. cheese. Right. The whole thing. And, I and wanted d- it. I got it and I was glad that I got it right. it's I n- I've never forgotten just the feeling of wax all the way around thinking <laughs> I cannot believe I have this cheese right all of it that's that sort of holy damn cheese holy <laughs> I just I know what you're picturing in your head I, th- I, f- I worry that you're picturing a quarter of an e damn cheese or right, half that. an e damn cheese and that's not what I'm saying I'm okay. saying a whole, a whole damn edam. a whole and edam so
0: how old were you at this point I mean it must have been sort of the size of your head wasn't it
1: Def, I think it might have might have been bigger. I think I was yeah. seven years old. That's yeah. all. right. Oh, it's
0: amazing. I mean, so che- cheese pro- is a probably a damn cheese. Yeah, I mean it's a huge part of everyone's life. Cheese. I, I've had Chris Addison on uh, a few times on the bugle, and we were we were reminiscing a while ago about uh, his wedding when you you <laughs> uh, amongst others goaded me at about three in the morning into eating. A chunk of brie that was inadvisably big.
1: It was. I mean, a chunk is just not the right descriptor, (laughs) Andy, because I think when people picture a chunk of brie, they're not picturing what you ate, which is, (laughs) yeah, you're right, it's medically unsound. A doctor would say, Andy, um, you can do this, but you shouldn't, and there are going to be ramifications here. It was absolutely spectacular. It was a lovely wedding. I imagine. Yeah. I've forgotten a great deal of it. I, I do remember you eating that cheese. Yes. Because I remember crying with laughter. Like <laughs> tears, a wet yeah. face. Not like one tear. Like no distinguishable tears because they were streaming. As I watched you eat, swallow and then struggle. <laughs> and basically fully immersed in a brie sweat.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> the way I would have wanted to go. Uh, albeit that I survived finally Keith emailed in saying f*** me the boys are back in town
1: that is how you open an email Keith (laughs) doesn't matter where you go from there you have my full attention
0: Uh, congratulations to Andy on 15 years of unrelenting bullshit and commiserations to the bastard who defected Splitter look what you could have won Um, Mm -hmm. I mean that's true if you'd start with the bugle you too could be doing cricket stats on the radio uh, during the summer Uh, but uh, anyway Keith had a question what subject uh, John in the past umpteen years by umpteen i think he means seven also uh, since uh, since you stopped in the bugle would you have wanted to cover on the bugle more than Ooh. on your own show what 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 thing have you do you think you would have What
1: a great question yeah i guess it's something that you want to be able to slow down for to give it more time and attention than the subject deserves that's yeah. that would be the metric i would consider there all right This is a very long pause for audio. Well, I'm I'm really engaging in the question. It was a good question. I think you've been doing telly too long,
0: John. That's that's very much a non-audio-friendly length length of gap.
1: There was a British family that terrorised New Zealand for a week. Do you remember that? There was like British (laughs) kids who were just on the loose, just oh
0: yeah, vaguely terrorising
1: New Zealand. I remember thinking. I'm thinking that would be great to talk about for two hours.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a metaphor for modern Britain, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and Keith himself suggested he thought it would probably have been Boris Johnson that you'd have liked to talk. talk no, because I talked
1: about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I we we, t- we talked about Boris Johnson on the show here, but to a sense. It's, it's a little law, law diminishing returns. It's, it's the same thing with Trump, right? It's so superficially absurd. It's hard to uh, find anything meaningful underneath
0: it. He was Prime Minister for um, a justifiably pitiful short amount of time, just under three mm. years. Uh, but it was between you leaving the UK and Boris Johnson becoming Prime Minister, that was about 13 years. I mean, Do you think it yeah. would have been worth just going anywhere for 16 years to avoid being in Britain whilst Boris Johnson was probably even if that had been on your own naked in antarctica would you have taken yes. that just to not be here for those 3 years
1: i think so and the thing that would have kept you going in the you know the darkness of an arctic winter <laughs> you know the unforgiving tundra ahead of you the wind howling and and your only friend to some extent, (laughs) it would be having to remind yourself it could be worse. (laughs) I could be living in a country suffering under Boris Johnson's impetuous pseudo-charismatic decisions.
0: Yep. Well, I think you made the the right call there, John. Well, that that brings us to the end of our uh, audience audience Um, Mm Q&A. Yeah, so, well, I mean, do come back on in... In fifteen years' time, for the thirtieth yes. anniversary, I'm sure. I'm show. sure the
1: world will be going great by then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I re- it really feels to me like the world's about to turn it around. I yeah. really feel like all the chess pieces are in the right position for an attack now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that. Like Bob Dylan said in, in that song, they say the darkest hour is is right before the dawn. I mean, it's turned out that the darkest hour is generally just before an equally or darker hour, <laughs> uh, often uh, more full of shit. But 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 I mean I think you know his point doesn't stand. But let's I mean let's pretend that it does stand. There, there may mm-hmm. be there may be better times around yeah. around the
1: corner. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> history suggests <laughs> otherwise, but we don't pay any attention to that. Andy. We don't.
0: I think if if the bugle has done one thing through yeah. its through its own history, ironically, it's been to ignore history, and we will continue
1: yeah.
0: historically ignoring history for as long as history allows us to to make make history. Mm-hmm. Um, John it's been an absolute pleasure uh, history will
1: be our together. judge Andy and it's, wearing a, <laughs> it's wearing a silly wig and a hammer and everyone's <laughs> laughing at it <laughs> um,
0: it's been a pleasure having you back on Pleasure, and, uh, it's gentlemen
1: airport. it's been an honour playing with you
0: uh, thanks for your contribution to the last 15 years